0: Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella Hella in your Your 30s. This week, we talk about what 2020 has taught us about ourselves.
1: Let's do
0: yoga.
1: Let's
2: get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza
0: hello and happy new year (laughs) welcome to hell in your 30s this is a podcast for people of all ages all about navigating this dystopian world we live in uh
2: right now we're we're still in the twinkle uh whatever fantasy land of christmas we're we surrounded our tiny tree with our gigantic bodies, and we're just chilling, enjoying our very pleasant little living room situation. We're fully pajamaed out, yes,
0: uh, and so have been for days. Send help! <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> or months, really. <laughs> I gotta say, also, yeah. I wanted to say, I think we came up with that tagline.
2: uh uh uh, the dystopian world tagline
0: before the pandemic
2: we did for sure we We did for
0: sure that that landed before the pandemic and now as things just like continue to escalate (laughs) yeah i mean in the grand scheme of things like (laughs) like you know just for context recently uh trump has vetoed uh the aid package that's taken congress i don't know what six a thousand years. to figure out <laughs> yeah. that had like the most insane like pork spending and then like nothing checks right like yeah right these six hundred dollar checks things, which yeah. everybody's just like laughing about it's yeah, like okay right. fine then you know like
2: that's what took you guys so long to come up with
0: like like they're like the uh, rent moratorium or whatever is like lifting yeah on the on the the first and we right. have got like, I mean, millions of people are going to lose their homes. It's like everything's so bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then also, uh, so he's not signing it. So we're just all chilling. like right. around, and Which then it screws
2: el- us for our unemployment. I mean,
0: it screws. Every- we're right. actually really lucky. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, we like yeah, did yeah, the yeah. math today. And it, just because of some timing stuff and like my business getting one of the PPP loans and whatever. Yeah. I happen to sort of be out of sync with the majority of people who are losing their extended benefits so like actually we're very lucky yeah i mean it's like we're all losing a week of payments but uh aside from that like mine aren't going to stop but it's something like 15 million people are going to lose their their unemployment benefits i know and uh yesterday we had 30,000 new cases of coronavirus in LA L- <laughs> so that just is, like so everybody is like yeah, like kind right. of you know just it's like 30, 000, caught up
2: thousand and that's not even really post-Christmas numbers
0: no it's not because that's not going to happen for like two weeks that's like still like lagging Thanksgiving numbers yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah, basically yeah, like yeah. we started with our average, like forever, was about twenty five hundred cases, right? New cases in a day, right. and that was like what shut us down in March. That was like around yeah. the number, right? And we hovered around there. We popped up a little bit, but hung out right around there before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving, we started, you know, popping up a little bit, popping up, and then they said, "Listen, if we get to an average of forty five hundred new cases a day." <laughs> We are going to shut this place down.
2: And then we got to 9,000 and they were like, just kidding, we're not shutting anything
0: down. And then we were like at 15,000 and people were just like, well, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) And then yesterday it was like 29,500 and there's not even a news story about it.
2: It's like the LA Times has like two articles behind paywalls. Yeah, and that's it. We're like scrolling through Reddit to try to find screenshots of what the hell is actually going on.
0: It's just like... (laughs) <laughs> it's i don't know what and i was talking to Nick. i mean i said maybe i think i am in the wrong historically uh-huh. and i'm an asshole mm-hmm. but i guess i just feel like i have a lot of strong feelings about my country good and bad right now and it's so insane to me that like the one news outlet that's actually doing in-depth reporting on something that's killing like like hundreds of people yeah. <laughs> and maybe like way more every day, like every day. And like the ICUs are f- like filling up and all this kind of stuff. It's like this like main primary news source. That's like of the city. That's like having <laughs> yeah. this insane crisis. <laughs>
2: the, the epicenter of the world right, right. now
0: is <laughs> like still putting all of their relevant desperately needed articles behind paywalls like yes we should pay people for their shit yeah but there's something about like a capitalist sort of world <laughs> yeah. where, like if I don't have any money I just don't know is yeah, that the right. idea? <laughs> like, yeah yeah that is the idea which is just like so crazy I just feel like that can't be what free press means right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah right They're like uh, you, you have the freedom to say whatever you want and then you also have the freedom to deny <laughs> everything to anybody at any any given time
0: yes as long as they give it makes me mad And so then i don't want to subscribe
2: i know i know and they're also the ones with the really pushy people in the grocery stores who are like always barking especially at ladies they're like the dudes trying to get la la times subscriptions are just all they're doing is barking at ladies and being like forceful with women
0: i almost called a cbs once because this guy was just scaring women and it was like... Yeah. I, he, he said something to me, and he was super aggressive. But I'm lucky in that if somebody gets super aggressive with me, then I have no fucks about walking away. Yeah. You know, it's this weird thing where, like, if people are really nice... And and suddenly, I get caught in a suddenly, you're like, oh no!
2: I've been being abused for nine <laughs> years of friendship with you. But if someone's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You're just like, "Fuck you!"
0: and walk away. Get out of here! I do not want to. Be- <laughs> you know, so I like let that guy go. But then, yeah, I watched him, and he did the same thing to a couple of women who were like legitimately like nervous, like getting in their face and stuff.
2: Well, the dude, at Ralph's, like two days ago, was doing the exact same thing.
0: I just am like, yeah. So anyway. Early Times sucks. Sucks. (laughs) But I just wanted to give context for this thing because like right now, just as I was saying, like, Oh, you know, dystopian world. I was yeah. just like, that's just becoming a little too on the nose. <laughs> like that was real. we didn't, he didn't create that tagline for this scenario right
2: now. <laughs> yeah, not we didn't mean for actually dystopia. Yeah. We just meant for like things kind of suck and it's too expensive to buy a house. Ironic,
0: whatever. ironic. <laughs> we're an ironic generation. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Our career goals ended up being completely unrealistic, <laughs> and now we're just dealing with the fallout of zero self esteem.
0: <laughs> uh, we're cool. We're cool. (laughs) cool everything's fine yeah Yeah. so then we got to thinking basically you know like we want to celebrate this year right it's 2021 we're all like really really waiting for 2021 to be a good year yeah right we're kind of like looking at the cusp of like winning these georgia runoff seats like maybe like kicking mitch mcconnell and his stupid ass as hard as we can and like taking away that power yeah and like we're kind of close, right? Like Biden's coming in. Biden's definitely starting to appoint some people to oh, positions. It's, that are, it's already a nightmare. It's already a little bit like, <laughs> oh, the uh, The
2: Democratic Party <laughs> turned out to be just as fucked up as everyone
0: knew they always were. I mean, I, I'm i not going to go as far as what you're saying, but yeah. I do think there was a point where like they were like you know, Biden was kind of saying, like, they're flirting a little bit about, like, forgiving student debt up to $50,000. <laughs> yeah, right. And Nick and I were looking at each other. And I was like, I mean, if he really does this, this is going to be huge, huge yeah, right. for our generation. And then, like, now that, we're getting a little closer to the inauguration He's like, day. definitely not. He's like, are you kidding? <laughs> He's like, maybe
2: 10,000 for some people.
0: Who did he just like got to run the FDA or something? It was like, well, anyway, I'm not going to really talk about that because I don't know shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's like different lobbyists. Yeah, just either things. like different
2: Venn diagrams <laughs> of like, oh, are they a corporatist or are they a warmonger? Or, you right. know, a where do they fit into the?
0: <laughs> there's a little bit of, but we're hopeful, right? We're hopeful. It's not Trump. And we might get the Senate back, and and there's like a bunch. The AstraZeneca vaccine, like the news coming out about AstraZeneca, uh-huh. is like really, really good. Oh, why?
2: Why? What's good about they it? They say it's know. like
0: a hundred. I don't know how. This is like what? As <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, well we're pushing things out as fast as we can. There's not enough time for trials. We don't even know <laughs> if like you can totally still shed the virus when you get these vaccines so like if you get the vaccine you cannot get sick but you still can shed the virus and infect it right you know
2: how like you get paid money and then you just (laughs) give it away and you're like did i even get paid what happened to all that money like you know that will happen for you with the virus it's a little like it'll still come in and you'll still be a vessel for spreading it everywhere (laughs) it just won't be able to stay with you and i
0: think i i actually i think that that's like an idea right? right like that's how little like we don't know a lot. We also don't know how long the immunity is going to last. Like you're yeah, guessing, right. yeah, you know what right. I mean. But like we have no idea if it's six months, if it's a year. You know, like if you have to have double shots, but the antibodies only last for six months. Like how practical is that going to be? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. are we going to spend billions of dollars on vaccines every year? anyways we can't do that we've got a war to win
2: <laughs> against two exactly <laughs> against
0: us <laughs> yeah. but, uh, the american <laughs> people no but the the astrazeneca <laughs> vaccine is supposed to be um they're saying it's 100 percent effective in preventing people from needing to be hospitalized for the uh for covid i don't know that's, that's like, tight that's yeah good. it's tight i mean it's weird to me that they can say that with like <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of
2: confidence, yeah, right. it seems to
0: me like that is uh <laughs> like how do you know?
2: I know well, it's just now it's that that's like the new normal is like it used to be like if you were you know, what are you what are you gonna do? not believe science, and it's like, I don't know from what I can tell, science seems to just be like making it up as they go <laughs> along here, no,
0: I mean, i I don't know. it's like whatever gets distilled down to us, it, I think, you know. It's, it's got, it's like a game of telephone. Right. I'm sure that everybody kind of knows what they're doing, except for then at the end of the day, we're like, hold on. On. If you're telling me you don't know how long the antibodies last because yeah. the vaccine hasn't been around long enough, how are you going to say anything's a hundred percent effective for anything? Yeah, right. Like, it just seems, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, you start to hear this shit and you're like, well, okay, which one... <laughs> What? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I know, and it's just someone
2: on TV saying like, "You have to believe in science," and it's like, "I uh, science is one thing, you are another." And then suddenly, suddenly, I'm a weird conspiracy theorist who's like not going to believe like the mainstream media or whatever.
0: Well, that was like my main takeaway from. I don't know. This is just getting too deep. But who cares? Whatever. It's 2020. (laughs) We're in too deep already, (laughs) baby. Uh, That was like I went to a Catholic university. And that was like, I took, um, this class called apocalyptic lit, which I always thought was, re- it's really fun to take a class that like goes super in depth, uh, in depth into the book of revelation, because uh-huh. that's such a, like a thing for like evangelists and yeah. like a thing for people who are like, you know, like end of days kind of right. people. And so it's like, it's such a huge cultural thing. Sure. And then I, <laughs> And the university that I went to is like really big in they're Jesuits, so they're like big into the like historical context of when things were written and you know, like what was happening at the time and yeah. stuff like that. And I <laughs> you know, the cool I mean the thing I took away from that that I still kind of like keep in my pocket is this just this idea of like um like empire, like the idea that like you have to read the primary sources. Like you know like mm-hmm. when you have like a chain of commands of people that are interpreting something for you like a religion yeah like that that uh is where you start to see corruption seep into the way that we use the bible that was just kind of like one of the things that we talked about yeah and it's just like with it's similar with science like you know like the idea of like the difference between the bible being like something that i'm not religious so i'm not like whatever but i did read the bible a bunch of times because i went to catholic university (laughs) and i found it to be super interesting and there's cool parts in it and i'm like super into like reading that it's a huge part of our culture but like i don't know it's just this idea of like read it and interpret it and study it and be active it's like now when you look at like politics in, in our country it's like the same thing like basically people are saying like what is it like um Uh, like tribal voting like the way that we vote towards like uh, like partisan voting yeah is the thing that's like ruining modern like ruining our political system because we're no longer looking at politics as a way to collectively bargain right we're just using it as a way to express our opinion (laughs) yeah
2: and to like divide ourselves up into people that we don't hate right i mean it's just
0: like it's like what are you gonna get accomplished you know what i mean like if you can't work with other people to collectively bargain to, like to kind of develop something it's just like how <laughs> like how is this political system supposed to work we're just gonna all be like well i'm feeling mad today so there we go <laughs> yeah. no yeah, you right. know yeah, 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 it's yeah. like i mean it's just similar <laughs> it's just like kind of hearing politics being said through like the mouthpiece of a trump or something like that right it's not really politics it's just so it's like with the science too if like by the time we get the science it's like Gone through like eight different sort of like interpretations, right? Totally and then right. we're sitting there like reading it and being like, "Wait, is what? What part of this is real? What's going <laughs> yeah, on? Like, right. What's actually happening?" Like, no wonder people are confused. It's like you know, reporting varies very different in quality anyway that makes sense right Nick's giving me a
2: look it's like terrible is that too far no no it's okay I think no we're doing good we were like we want this to be a fun episode we're like we want to just talk about what we learned we oh well the other thing that was going on when I was giving you that look is is I don't know if you guys could pick it up on the microphones but we do have a new neighbor moving in and uh she sent us pictures of what she thought were termite droppings and we happen to know our termite eggs.
0: Because our whole building is infested with termites. And (laughs) so so our landlord, I mean, you know, honestly, what part of like the embarrassing part of this is that we're so old and like, (laughs) like this is what happened. Every time it gets really hot, every few years, there are massive, bugs that crawl out of our windowsills and fly around our house <laughs> they don't the, fly around too much the first year was really bad you gotta remember that the first year <laughs> yeah. they were everywhere and i was like lost my mind yeah called the landlord he sent his bug guy who told us it's totally normal and it's just a natural part of living in la <laughs> yeah. and we just accepted that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and so that just means like around our house there will be piles of termite eggs. Like, <laughs> like, I clean them up. Sometimes I find them under the bed. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> which- <laughs> but I think
2: that banging that's happening down there now is probably a bug guy because you hear, hear how like the knocking is like going along the wall. You can oh. hear it right now. So I think they're down there trying to like figure out what's going on.
0: Well, I, you know, Or they're telling us to be quiet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I don't know how to be polite to my neighbors. Maybe they know Morris code. You guys are podcasting too loud. (laughs) I made a knocking noise with my hands, guys. Sorry, it's not a visual uh, (laughs) medium. I keep forgetting. Uh, Okay, anyway. So speaking of dystopian world, we have lived through a crisis. Okay, they're really pounding now. We have lived through a crisis. So we were like talking about this idea of like, let's say it was a nuclear meltdown kind yeah, of a, right, okay. apocalypse or maybe like a zombie apocalypse. Like, like some
0: sort of like real, like crazy, like the plague. Right. Or like, I mean, I guess that's what this is. Let's think of a different thing. But like a big, crazy yeah, thing, like a like a test thing. Yeah, like a nuclear thing
2: or something. Right. And be like, OK, well, if you survived like how would you be a year in?
0: Like what? What does it teach you by yourself?
2: Right. You know, I think I personally, this had been one of those kind of apocalypse. I'd be shredded straight up six pack for sure. I would be, I don't think I would be like the leader of a tribe. Because you don't ever want to be like the leader of the tribe because that's who always gets um, stabbed in the back. Mm -hmm. But what I think I would be really good at is is being like the spokesman from our tribe to like different tribes. You know what I mean? Like going out and communicating. Yeah. Like bartering, figuring out who's good. I think I'd be really, really good at knowing who's (laughs) trustworthy and who isn't.
0: I feel like this is way more fantasy. (laughs) How (laughs) do (laughs) you know you're going to have a six-pack?
2: Because we wouldn't have eaten anything except for canned sardines that we found. You know uh, what I mean? Okay, okay. so you're you know like in I mean? the
0: like Walking Dead sort of. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. A
2: year in. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like you're a year in. Plus, one thing I did do, one thing I'm very happy with myself for doing during our Netflix and chill apocalypse <laughs> is um, uh, letting my hair grow out yeah. and my beard. Yeah. And I'm looking very, very um, like Amish jesus Esque, you know what I mean. That's true. That is someone's recently said I look like Francis Ford Coppola, which I will take. (laughs) And so I think that you know I would have that sort of like glow about me. You know what I mean? Like again, I'm not gonna be the leader, but I could be. You know what I mean? Like I think my hair gives off that kind of like a beard kind of thing. Gives off that like people are gonna trust me and look to me for like advice and sort of like spiritual guidance and shit. Yeah. And then I can use that to my advantage to either get food from them for for us or whatever. You know what I mean? I'd be a manipulator. You know. I mean yeah we would be, yeah. a be playing the like, game I'd be playing the game so hard and just like tan you know what I mean
0: I would be straight up like the road I would be like except not like the crazy guy I'd be one of the good people from the road yeah. like solo time uh-huh. for me like I think that if I were really tested mm-hmm. I would definitely like do what I can for my neighbors like mm-hmm. I think about that a lot because I think I'm really good at like self-preservation mm-hmm. like I felt like Like having like knowing what goes into your like bug out bag, you know, or like bug out that like a, like your, your emergency bag or whatever. Okay. So like, um, like knowing what goes in and like, even though it's like, not, I don't really like if somebody (laughs) asked me, I'd be like, I don't know. But I did like for somebody who doesn't know anything, I bought myself like a hand crank radio with a cell phone charger port in it. I bought like little rations. Like we did some stuff for our like earthquake kit thing and at one point um during the pandemic earlier yeah. this year we talked about this during the blm pro like the protests they were these buildings were on fire and cars were on fire like right. all around our neighborhood
2: right so we were like we gotta go well, maybe.
0: we had yeah. we had to get a bag together with like every so i had like our passports like yeah all of our important paper documents like i knew like my brain immediately was like okay and I knew how to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think I'd be good at like, like if it was like a crazy emergency, like I kind of have read enough to know what to do. Like if there was a really bad earthquake or where to go, if there was like a really, yeah. like if there was a nuclear attack, you know, like all that kind of stuff. I'm kind we
2: of maneuvered like, real good through those riots. Yeah. We were in and out. We were like checking things out, not getting too close, making sure we had to lay the land. Then we had to go get our car
0: at one point. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm not trying to sit here and really uh, romanticize that but
0: it was pretty crazy. It was pretty fun. <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> it was I know I know. We like was we're running like cuz basically like you know I don't know in some, in some ways like you just think every cuz in LA like there's tons of helicopters yeah. right? And so like you always kind of think that these like insanely militarized police have like the crazy upper hand. But yeah. in our neighborhood when stuff started going nuts like nobody knew what to do like on one side of the block they were tear gassing people on the other side of the block nobody knew that that was happening so there was like just so you would go around the block and like it looked fine and then you walk up a street that looks fine and all of a sudden like 15 people are running the opposite <laughs> yeah, direction yeah, right. and you're like okay <laughs> and then you get up there and you're, and you're like,
2: like what is that i don't know let me check twitter i know like,
0: i mean it's like and it's like yeah. you know 30 feet away yeah, right. <laughs> so there was just like these yeah. pockets of like kind of yeah, chaos yeah, we went yeah. to go get our car we didn't even know this was going on but like there had been this like massive amount of looting on fairfax we went to go get our car and there was just people running with like armfuls of clothes just like running as fast as they could jamming them in their trunks right just like like in the middle of this thing and then like you can hear the like um flashbangs like going off like i mean 15 feet away but blocked by a building yeah right you're just like like that was pretty crazy like we got the car you backed it in so we'd get out quick yeah like we like, uh, I put together this like bag. We had all our <laughs> shit ready to go. I had our shoes and our socks by the back door. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. like fire or whatever. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> uh, that was pretty tight, actually. Yeah, I
0: thought we did okay. I guess for me, I would yeah. be like, I think, I, I think in like a crazy Walking Dead style crisis, I think I would be really good at like finding water, keeping a low profile. I would not be trying to hook up with anybody unless mm-hmm. like somebody really needed help. But I I wouldn't be would trying to. This try is to what appreciate. I don't.
2: This is what I never got about the Walking Dead. But I also we gave up. We didn't watch. The, I don't know. There's like 20 seasons. We didn't. You know. We stopped eventually at some point. But um, the awesome lady who um, uh, has a samurai sword and shit. I forget everyone's name. But she was able to survive because she basically had pet zombies. She could cut off their arms and cut off cut out their mouth, so they they weren't able to attack her. Yeah. Right. And then she kind of like made a force field of them so that so that they oh, zombies could only smell them and not her and i think she would i think the way other People way you protect
0: your zombie blood and yeah you cover yourself itself. in
2: zombie blood and if you surround yourself by zombies you can kind of like make your way through yeah you know this thing so well, i don't understand why they why what i would have done is i would have made a big-ass moat right around whatever <laughs> You're my, just talking about walking yeah, <laughs> yeah, i would have just made a big-ass moat you know what i mean or like um You know, some sort of fence thing. You know how, like, in prisons, there's that... They they put up two fences and then put the guard dogs between them? Yeah. And then just get hella zombies, because they're easy to fish out one at a time, cut off their arms, cut out their teeth so they're no longer uh aggressive but they still stink like zombies and then just be have a wall of of your little that's i think you and
0: i would be such a good team in a crazy apocalypse Yeah. in this apocalypse i feel like we're okay (laughs) 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 we're more uh, of we've strengthened our bonds of codependency <laughs> this is maybe not the perfect. I think we would be really good At something like a little more like boots on the ground, running yeah. around, like finding oranges <laughs> <Yeah>. situation. <laughs> I think we'd be pretty. Yeah, good at that. finding
2: a piece of metal and realizing like, oh, actually, you know, I could I could turn these into some really good brass knuckles. I mean, or,
0: for real. Yeah. I think I will. I think we would be really good at that. This is a this, you know. Like I was like, like we just thinking like this is his, this is this historical time, you know, yeah. and. For as much as we joke, we're insanely lucky, like insanely lucky yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. Our industry is decimated. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. like we can't we can't really go back to work like everything's shut down and those jobs are just like gone. Right. Basically. And like I'm furloughed. These places like, you know, if you're open for even outdoor service, it's still like you need a third of the staff as you did when you were opening. I mean, indoor yeah, and I mean, outdoor. some
2: restaurants aren't going out of business and probably some servers are making good money. I would imagine.
0: I think there are people making some money. Yeah. But I mean, to go from a staff that's needed for a full service dining room. Right. To like a staff that's needed just to fill to go orders. I mean, you're go- you're cutting your staff down by like, 90
2: and those people i mean the money just unless you have a pretty banging outdoor patio then which are you're closed ju- now which are closed now so yeah. like but up until a couple weeks ago when those were still open i'm sure some people were making good money but that's still ripping the guts out of this industry i right. mean so it's, it's not- like we and so like unemployment and the benefits and all that worked out to our benefit so well like we really are lucky the way the timing worked out the way it all ended up playing out for us was great now if this bill ends up being signed then we would have a few more months of some serious security
0: because our jobs aren't going to be back right. until like march maybe april maybe later <laughs> yeah i think later <laughs> i think march is in april is i know i know it's like it's like that's the thing that i think people just kind of don't like i feel incredibly lucky because i think there are different c- cities that are starting to um like pass uh like what they call hero pay so like uh-huh. people who are working in grocery stores yeah. now are getting like five dollars more an hour in yeah. different cities in california which is like thank god you know it's yeah. like there are like people who you know had a a job that didn't pay very well right. and then like then you're stuck working crazy overtime and being super exposed to this virus right. and that that's really scary i mean at least you have work but it's also like when you sign up to work at Trader Joe's, which I've always like been attracted to, cause yeah. it just seems really fun. Like yeah, right, the crew, right. at least in our neighborhood, like yeah. the crew gets along really well. Everyone's super nice. I've heard they had like really good benefits and right. stuff like that. And like you wear a Hawaiian shirt and it's like <laughs> laid back and you know, whatever. It's like,
2: yeah, they play good music at our they, Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like our yeah. Trader
0: Joe's actually looks hella fun. And, yeah. I, and I, and everybody's always like really cool. Like who checks you out? Yeah. Like all the cashiers and stuff. And I don't know it's just like you want to like that job seems really fun it totally changes if like now you have to work like 60 hours a week and there's a deadly disease that you're going to exposed to every day like constantly you know what I mean like like it, absolutely I know what you mean
2: I mean it's crazy for us I mean if we so once our unemployment runs out right and then we're like all right well I guess we have to go get a different kind of job because those restaurant jobs don't exist anymore and like now we were really need to go work then i'm going to be very 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 uh reticent to go get a job that would be considered an essential worker like this country to me has proven that they do not protect essential workers at all
0: they don't protect well they don't really protect any of us <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> there's true. a lot of things that we're learning a lot <laughs> i just think like
2: essential worker means like Uh, you have to work (laughs) like there's no like you know and like if that's your passion in life you know what I mean if you have a job that you care deeply about and like you've dedicated yourself to this and then that's like you know a badge of honor or something and if you're just like I need a job to pay my bills and I can't get a different kind of job and suddenly you're stuck in this world where you know you're just like not respected and not taken care of at all it's just like I don't I just can't I just wouldn't want to do that, you know? Well,
0: like, I mean, a lot of people don't have a choice. And we might be one of those I people. I think we are one of those Yeah, people. we
2: are one of those people. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a crazy time. Yeah. So, anyways, it, it's weird. We have been so lucky. Like, yeah. this idea of, hey, you know what would have fixed everything? If they just paid everyone to stay home.
0: <laughs> then this thing would
2: have been taken care of. We were those people. We got paid to stay home.
0: Yeah, right. Oop, yeah.
2: But that is coming to an end. Oh, <laughs>
0: boy, is that coming to an end? I know. I mean, it's like... <sighs> I mean, who knows? It's just, it's a pandemic. It's like, we haven't had one like this since like 18, 18, the the big flu one.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like every hundred years this happens. Right. And
0: then they're saying it's going to happen more and more because of the way that the world is set up now. But (laughs) it's just like, nobody knows what they're doing. We're just trying to figure it out. But man, it does shine some light. (laughs) It's just like when all of the BLM stuff was happening earlier this year. And it was like, I just felt so dumb, but I also was just like, I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so, that's of course. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, yeah. like, I mean, I talked about that. We did an episode about kind of pr- like participating in marches and like, you know, donating and, and getting involved in the movement as it was happening, like kind of in the early summer. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the time like my whole thing was just like like my experience with police in my hometown yeah was just something like i don't i didn't really experience it really out here in chicago just because yeah of, probably because of where i live but i lived in a bad neighborhood in seattle yeah and like it was like my experience with the police was something i just it's so normalized for me yeah <laughs> but, like i <laughs> just like it's just a weird thing you know in the way that they they treated my father and like you know my brother you know in the way that they treated my friends it's like I just it was illuminating and I think that the pandemic now it's like like thinking about this idea that they're just like nobody will give us money to lock down and like essential businesses are like you know clearly like bookstores you know what i mean like it's like they're like keeping all this retail open that like doesn't need to be open because they want to make sure we spend our money during christmas i know it's just this weird thing (laughs) where it's
2: like basically what you're saying is like oh yeah my whole life like you know i grew up with police being horribly abusive negative like deadly people to be scared of and then (laughs) and then you're like oh and my whole life i've grown up in this system that like you know exploits the workers and just demands that we give our money back for like for not a lot of quality of life or whatever. Right, and then you're like 2020 comes around. You're like, oh, that's right. I get to be pissed about all this.
0: <laughs> it's really like, it's just real weird. you yeah. know. And it's weird to just be like also faced, like, faced with Trumpism and like just this reckoning of like, who are we? What are we? What kind of country are we? What are our values? Is a really, really, really trippy thing to remotely realize when you're 37 <laughs> you know what I mean I, I feel like I should have had a stronger idea about <laughs> like my country before now and it's not all bad it's like but it is kind of wild yeah know, it right. is pretty wild like yeah
2: right just to see America fall so flat on its face and just not rise to the occasion in on any level
0: well like this idea that like Mnuchin and like people are like don't give stimulus checks. People save them. They don't spend them and it doesn't help the economy. Yeah. Right. And everybody is like, oh, <laughs> I get it. You guys don't give a fuck about whether or not we're alive. Like, yeah, we're, right. they, like, they're mad that we're spending stimulus the last, like, the first round. Yeah. They're mad that we spent it on rent and credit card
1: debt. Yeah, right. They're like, yeah. they're
0: not spending it on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's yeah. insane. Yeah.
0: It's like, It's like this idea of like, well, if they're going to spend it on like medical debt and they're going to save it, you know, because they're losing their jobs or they're going to fucking, you know, spend it on like rent, back rent, then it doesn't do anything for us. So why are we doing this? (laughs) And you're like, wait a second, do you guys... Hear yourselves. Yeah, like, right. that's going to be the headline that you feel comfortable. Like, like literally, <laughs> yeah, like, they're, yeah. like, like when they're, they're like, like they're like, okay,
2: wait, 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 let's put together a, a, a statement for the public. It is. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we ready? Okay, we don't care if you live. All we want is for you to spend money on garbage so stocks go up. That's- Can we get a little proofread on this? Did I, <laughs> did I put the comma there? Okay, that's <laughs> okay.
0: That was Send it. it to the presses. That was the statement. It was yeah. just like I read it and I was like, they don't even think that that's something that they maybe should, they said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Right. yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: like, yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. They're trying to tell me this all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> we know you can't pay your rent. We know you've got credit card debt. But listen, we don't care about <laughs> that. <laughs> and if we give you money to survive then it does nothing for me yeah right <laughs> i mean it's like <laughs> that was so wild man. <laughs> i was like y'all really just said it didn't you and everybody's like yes excellent good idea <laughs> <laughs> great
2: point let's give them nothing <laughs> six
0: hundred dollars <laughs>
2: This little ad space is just going to be a listener appreciation segment. That's okay? right, because
0: we are lucky. We have gotten voicemails. We have gotten holiday cards. We have gotten lo- little reviews. gifts. Li- reviews, yeah, so we're going to just thank a bunch of people right now. First off the bat, just thanks for leaving a voicemail. This is a very sweet thing y'all need to hear.
3: Hey, Nick and Muriel, This is Sarah from Tennessee. I'm a
0: welcome
3: listener, first-time caller. I hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. I love your podcast. I love everything about it. You guys are like my best friends, I feel, especially during quarantine. Anyway, have a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves and keep being
0: awesome. I love you guys. Bye. Merry Christmas, baby! Oh my
2: God! We also got to s- send a huge shout out to Natalie H. The girl hit us with a little Christmas present via Venmo, threw us a couple of bones our way. That's
0: right, and I'm really excited. I think we're gonna we're going to use that in one of our future episodes. I have an idea. It's going to involve pedicuring. Sorry, Nick. That's what we're doing. Okay, <laughs> moving on.
2: <laughs> anyway, let's hear from our girl Natalie.
3: It's Natalie. I was just calling because I just sent you a Christmas gift and just wanted you to know that uh, I appreciate you so much more than the amount that I sent. But that's all that we had to give without the husband uh, really throwing the stink. So... Thank you so much for all the laughs this year. They were truly needed. And, Muriel, I hope you get your duck and your um, little snacks, your stocking full of little snacks. And, yeah, just love you guys so much and hope that you end up having a wonderful holiday and um, all that good shit. Okay, bye. Are you
0: excited
2: about your pedicure, Nikki? No! Okay. (laughs) Uh, Also... We got another uh, Christmas gift via PayPal from someone who wanted to remain anonymous but uh they did suggest that we buy ourselves maybe some pizza and some beer That's with that too,
0: and we are too skinny we need to get some pizza and beer stats so guess right. what that is going towards pizza so,
2: and beer. <laughs> so uh obviously we have a patreon if you guys uh don't want to be on our patreon but you want to help us produce this podcast you can always find us on venmo at hell in your 30s or paypal hell in your at gmail.com we love you guys thank you so much we also got one of the most hilarious reviews of all time.
0: Oh, it's a troller.
2: It's a troller. This one, five stars by Doby Wan, yeah. a.k.a. our custom bong maker. Yeah. <laughs> all right. He says, uh, thanks, Nick and Muriel. I hope one day this can become your main gig. I think it best if Nick try to read the rest of this, but take turns if you like.
0: No, I'm not. You go. Through
2: three cheese trees, three free fleas flew. <laughs> While these fleas flew, freezy breezy blew. Freezy breeze made these trees, these three trees freeze. Freezy trees made these trees cheese freeze. That's what made these three free fleas sneeze. How much caramel can a can a canny cannonball cram in a camel if a canny cannonball can cram a caramel in a camel? A skunk sat on a stump and thunk the stump thunk. (laughs) But the stump thunk, the skunk stunk. How much myrtle would a turtle hurdle if a wood turtle could hurdle myrtle? A wood turtle would hurdle as much myrtle as a wood turtle would hurdle if a wood turtle could hurdle myrtle. (laughs) Thanks again. Love the show. Alex D. A.K.A. Dobby Wan. I see Don't what you did there, Dobie Wan.
0: Don't say my baby can't read out loud. <laughs> he can read out loud. Uh,
2: and if you want to see if I did a good job, you have to go check our reviews. And while you're there, you could leave one of your own.
0: That's right, sucker. You better put those five stars. Also, for some reason. What? I'll just share this. Yeah. Apple Podcasts is like so mysterious. Yeah. Uh. uh apparently, we you can read some of these reviews on desktops, but not the app. Anyways, Anyways. If you're out there and you're like, I sent them a review and they did not read it out loud. Listen, we did not get it. <laughs> yeah. We are thirsty. We check our reviews <laughs> all the time. We are Can't see them for some reason. (laughs) It's infuriating. So what we need to do is have everybody just do a massive, everyone leaves reviews at the same time, fuck up their algorithm, make us a million (laughs) dollars. All right.
2: Anyways, we love our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, that's the end of the ad. All right, so Muriel. We okay. Listen. Well, we learned
0: some things about ourselves. We learned some things. They we, aren't cool things. Like, okay, I can make brass knuckles out of this thing. Yeah, going right. nuclear attack. But we were trying to be like, okay, we've had our metal tested. <sighs> Fundamentally, yeah, we are essentially like in an existential sort of deferred state. Right. That's mm-hmm. a little hard to like.
2: Quantify, yeah,
0: you know, and like so. Of course, the things you learn about yourself are going to be in that realm. But I want to, I want to pretend that this is something that taught me I have a six pack and I'm really good at finding water sources.
2: Yeah, right. You know? yeah, right. So,
0: like, what what's the equivalent of that that we got out of the pandemic?
2: Okay, great. Let's okay. go back and forth. So we each wrote down things that we learned about ourselves in 2020. Okay. Um, you want to go first. Uh, I'll go first because yeah, I'm sort first. of I've, actually one thing. I, it's not making a brass knuckles, but I did. I did find out about myself that I really am still able to learn new things. Yeah. I taught myself some pretty crazy stuff. We're working on a couple of projects that are not uh, made public yet. And one of them revolves <laughs> some uh, cartoon animations. And I taught myself some pretty hard to use professional level software yeah and I really was like I've and I just like went on YouTube and watched a bunch of free videos and I've made four little cartoons so far and each one is so much better than the last and I'm like sitting here I'm like oh shit like this old dog can learn some new tricks like I'm really into it you know and like I'm challenging myself and I'm learning how to do it and I'm kind of like letting my you know imagination sort of push my skill set a little further yeah, you know yeah, and then yeah. like i'm sort of like challenging my skill set to accomplish something that you know it's like it's like oh i i'm not dead that's cool <laughs> like i still you know i can do that i did the yale happiness course yeah. you know and i really learned a You're lot not about that dead. Oh, <laughs> Well, the Yale happiness course, uh, might, uh, argue otherwise <laughs> They might <laughs> that was not exactly a happy, uh, <laughs> experience for <laughs> no, me taking that really class. <laughs> well, I just, <laughs> I talked about this on one of our bonus episodes we put out a while ago, but one thing I have that, that course taught me about myself and I've been working on it is while on the one hand, I am still sort of like have this sense of childlike wonder about things. And yeah. I get sort of like excited and kind of like optimistic. And I think things are like really cool. And I can kind of, I feel like bubbly and like, like, like these animations or whatever, right? Yeah, I get yeah, like yeah. really into it. And I'm like, this is, this is great. And I'm like filled with some joy. I still am plagued with an overall sense of absolute hopelessness. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hope for myself personally in terms of accomplishing goals. And I have, don't have a lot of hope for my, you know, society and stuff. It's just like it's actually it's actually a problem for me. So I also learned that I deal with hopelessness. Um I live with hopelessness a fair amount and I'm trying to cultivate hope. And I've been really working on myself with that and I've started therapy. Yes. This year. Which I'm so proud of. And I and I've done I've been trying to do a lot of self work and um I had a therapy it was doing some therapy and then I thought that one wasn't going. I just thought I could get more out of it. So I ended that one and I started a new one. And so far this new one feels definitely a better you know, yeah. a, a step in the right direction. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I'm, you know, still, uh, plagued with some of the, uh, <laughs> some of the, some of the bullshit. You're doing uh, such a good job. But though. I really am really, uh, you know, trying to, learn and better myself and and all that kind of stuff which is you know i think at this time last year in what was last year 2019 2019 was i was in a real bad place i know it was really really rough for me and i just had like i had probably the most oh man just really rough self-esteem out of control negative thoughts could not could not get myself out of feeling completely like a pathetic loser and uh and when you're in that the idea of learning or getting better at things or any you know helping yourself seems like it's inherently not a possibility right because so so just the fact that i've sort of like we have kind of tackled the idea of combating that and trying to learn and stuff I guess I guess what I'm saying is I might not be a shredded killer with a shotgun riding around a Uh motorcycle but I'm a sensitive man (laughs) who has an emotional shotgun and is trying to uh you know deal with deal, deal with stuff so I learned that about myself that I'm able to I still have this childlike sense of wonder and that does sort of creep up in me and yeah. suddenly, I'll feel like motivated and sort of like, "I got this," and then that sometimes just fades into like a silly um laughing session with you where we start giggling and acting crazy, and those are always fun, and those are you know make my spirits fly and then and then also sometimes that feeling can launch me into actually sort of like a productive uh you know series of events where i where I actually you know become a more full person or more as you know doing someone doing who's doing something that's interesting to them you know what I mean be that some cartoons or uh you know um not hating myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know you're a big strong guy yeah I know
2: okay good all right what'd you learn
0: um I learned well I said I have a sense of self-preservation that's stronger than I thought Uh uh-huh um meaning that like if they say that I have to stay inside to like, like basically our health insurance is complete trash garbage. It's just like a worthless nothingness. That's a drain. Like yeah. if we got really, really sick, we'd still be like $12,000 in debt or something. Wait. You I know? mean,
2: I mean, to me, that's so funny. you said 12,000 because when I think about it, I'd be like, I don't know. It's $400,000. Well,
0: we have insurance and I think there's an out of pocket, maximum which is a certain amount but then there's stuff that's just like not covered so that's how they get you yeah right Uh, (laughs) but anyway (laughs) i guess the point is it's like like one year a couple years ago i got pneumonia um and i had health insurance and i didn't even really like i was really really sick like i've never been that sick so like so sick like i was too weak to walk around yeah it was really weird like i don't know yeah. if anybody's i mean obviously people have had pneumonia it, like you can relate to this but it was just odd like i was coughing but the weirdest part is like i had like like around a 9900 degree fever very low grade fever for like two weeks yeah and for a while i could still do stuff you know and then I so it was just like oh I just don't feel feel off but it's like I'm yeah. not like like vomiting or
1: anything right.
0: like that and I went to work cuz that's what you have to do I got uh, I got walking pneumonia once in college and I had it. I was sick. I had really bad bronchitis and then it was developing walking yeah. pneumonia. And that's like when you can really still do stuff. And when I did that, I was <laughs> working 30 hours a week and going to school full time. Yeah. Right. And I didn't take a
1: break <laughs> yeah. and
0: I would just leave class and just have these like insane coughing fits, but then I'd be fine and could get yeah. go back in. And, uh, so anyway, this one, like I was very, very sick and I was like, if I tried to do anything, I'd sw- like sweat through all my clothes and I finally went in. But I, I just went to urgent care and then I got some like steroid inhalers and like did some other things. Yeah. And the whole thing cost me like $600 yeah, with right. insurance for like medication. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? And like what? Yeah. It was just like, I wasn't like yeah. even hospitalized. No,
2: you went, no, I, I was with you. You just go to a place, you talk to the guy, he listens to your chest, he makes a joke about how you're dying.
0: He was just like, he was like, ah, it's like, like, whoa, you're
2: going to cop yourself to death. It's like, don't shut you. uh, Have you taken nine years of improv classes? I think not pal.
0: No (laughs) jokes from you, man. Uh, but anyway, I guess my point is, is like, like we're not in a risk demographic. Like we're, we're healthy. We're fine. You know what I mean? We're just in a
2: financial risk demographic.
0: I cannot afford to get sick. Yeah. Right. And if, my job is the, my industry is decimated. I'm furloughed from my job. I have a tiny bit of unemployment coming in and it's enough to keep me in my apartment. I am not going to leave. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, right. I just like yeah. realized like my sense of self-preservation of like, I cannot get sick. Right. You know, I certainly don't want to, you know, like, I mean the word people are dying. who are our age, you know, it's not like there's a lot less of a chance of us dying percentage right. wise, but people are still doing it. and, the thing that they're realizing now is that people also have these, like, really long-term health problems.
2: Oh, it's a nightmare. That part of it is so scary.
0: Right. And it's like they don't even know really the extent of what that is. Nobody knows because it just hasn't been long enough to right. understand. Chances are I could just be asymptomatic when I get it. Yeah. I, I, I A, don't want to infect anybody. I, right. I, that's, like... I'm sure everybody's like that, but I'm like, that's like the root of my anxiety or things like that. Like I cannot, I'm like not going to infect anybody, but I also am like, I can't afford to get sick. I, we just can't, I can't, I can't afford to get really sick. Like that will ruin us like financially. So I just realized like, it's not hard for me at all. I don't see anybody. I stay in the apartment. I take walks. I'm not sick of you. I like you. Yeah.
2: Unemployment worked out for us. I mean, we...
0: I mean, we can do it, but I also, am just saying like, if I have to make the choice between self-preservation and like freedoms, freedoms, (laughs) freedoms, like, like going out to eat or like, yeah, a party or something or a party or even seeing people like socially, you know, like for me,
2: feels like we have a lot to lose. Right. So it's like, yeah, I gotta, I, I can't, I'm like the, the. It hasn't been that difficult of a choice.
0: That's what I mean. I just am like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I haven't been, like, whiny about it. Like, sometimes I think, like, we're all a little fluffy from quarantine. Like, just eating. Yeah. Like, I definitely find myself, like, overeating and drinking too much to cope. Yeah. And I get that. And I think a lot of us are in that position. Yeah. (laughs) But besides that, I'm just kind of like, well, can't go outside, so that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Like, I just don't. Yeah. I'm, like, not sitting here, like... I mean, this is the first time I haven't performed regularly, like live, since I, I mean, I've done it literally my entire life. I've never not performed for this long, like since I was probably, I think I did my first show when I was like eight.
2: Well, and even if you were just thinking about the first six years we were in Los Angeles, we were been performing between one and 10 times a week, every week every- for six years until March of 2020. Yeah.
0: And if it's like not performing, you're rehearsing, you know, like it's like I was coaching and teaching and rehearsing shows and like doing pickups and like,
2: I mean, that's been a really weird thing for me is just coming to terms with how I don't miss it a super ton. I know that's a weird thing because it was so like ingrained in our life. And now that I think that if it was an option, I would do it I don't think I think I would still be caught up in like a like well you know you can't not do that like that's a part of our life but just when when they came around and pulled the plug and we're like sorry that doesn't exist I was like okay well I guess we'll figure out something else to do
0: I know it's really weird to think that about I mean we've talked about this a little bit but just this idea of like like it's like that uh, un- unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt thing where she has to turn that crank I don't remember. Okay, so, like, (laughs) she lives in this, like, I don't know, bunker cult thing. Yeah. And she's got to turn this crank, and it's, like, torture. So she's turning this crank. It's really hard to crank, but she has this great attitude because she's like, yeah, but I only have to do one crank a second. You know, and so instead of thinking, like, it's just, like, this idea that, like, you can kind of adapt like how adaptable we are yeah. you know it's almost impossible sometimes like for me to be like wait do i even like this am i happy is it yeah. self-reflection involved in this right or is it just like gotta keep going added that on that's changed a little more got yeah. a little more okay well we can do this and even if when you have to stop you realize like how much you sacrifice to do stuff. And then you're like, do I still even like
1: it? Yeah, right.
0: I mean, it's just, that's what this stupid ass thing. It's like, we were perfectly fine. We were just like weird little people doing our thing. And now they took away all the things. And now we're just like, wait a second. Like, do I even like, what am I doing?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, one thing that this pandemic really taught me is how much I love podcasting. If I will tell you people right now, if you're still, if whoever's listening right now, I think that this podcast was, we started doing this podcast because it sort of felt like the thing that you probably should be doing if you're interested in in comedy in Los Angeles, you know, like you you should, like you have a podcast. It's what you do. So we started it kind of from that place and we thought we had like a cool angle on on it and we were excited to you know Muriel and I love doing projects together so it was just it felt like the thing to do and then we started doing it and we kind of you know didn't really think much about it and then listeners started reaching out to us and suddenly like it felt like people were into it you know what I mean, and this is still oh I've learned we're not a small podcast, Muriel. I learned this we're a niche podcast. Nice, I learned that we're niche. Okay, so it's not like we're this big podcast. We're small, but we're niche, and people like it, suddenly like the community behind it and the feedback just became so like cool and sort of it felt like out of nowhere and it's like well we do put out a podcast every week it's not like completely out of nowhere (laughs) but i was like it just felt like magical fairy dust floating down on us you know and then it really became this like important thing to us and we're like every week we're like so excited to do a to do an episode and it's just been like so great and then but like we were saying we've also been performing and we did this whole film festival thing last year and we had to shoot and edit the all the material before that and it was like we have all these things going on so if we didn't have this podcast through this pandemic it would be a completely different ball game for our mental health
0: i think that's definitely true i also think that one thing that is true is that it started as you know like let's do a podcast yeah And now I think it's just basically a diary.
2: Yeah, right. And I'm
0: glad to have this diary during this time. This is a pretty, you'd think that it wouldn't be this crazy, but it (laughs) turned out to be like as much of a like formative crazy period in our lives as much as like graduating college or something. Yeah, right. You know, it's very, it's very, very similar. Yeah.
2: I think it was like maybe around last year when we went to Sicily, And we did our Sicily episodes and it really started to sink in. Like this podcast is the dream job. Right. You know, like if this podcast could pay our bills, like that would be, that would be like just such a complete, all of our bills. bills. (laughs) Yeah. If this is how we earned our living, it would just be like such a gigantic dream accomplishment. And just like how much we, we have like how much we love this stupid thing. And I don't know and like now it's just like the main thing for me it's just like this podcast is just makes me feel good and i it's something to work towards it's like every time we get a new listener or someone new signs up for our patreon or whatever it's just like we're doing it this is it this is our like this is the coolest this is the coolest thing in the world you know and it's like (laughs) i don't know i just really this, uh, I, I don't know, that's, uh, I'm being, I don't know, I'm worried about sounding sappy or something, so I guess I'll just trail off, and now you just say your next thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't sound sappy. <laughs> uh, okay, well, my next thing was I spend too much money at the grocery store. <laughs> I knew that about myself, because I don't really spend money on anything. I just, like, kind of don't spend money. I know,
2: you'll feel so bad about buying a lotion. Or something, or like, like a, a 50, for my
0: face, or a
2: conditioner, I and know. it's just like Muriel. It's like I would, I never begrudge. Like you will feel s- so much guilt about spending what, in my mind, is a completely reasonable amount of money on things that you need, and then we'll go to the grocery store and just spend like three hundred dollars. I can't
0: <laughs> even. I we don't do that every time, Nick. Stop, don't be an asshole. But what does happen is if I don't go in with a strict list, I come out with things like tamarind paste <laughs> you know, i'll be like well i have to have it yeah right. i literally have to have tamarind paste like i that's like my weird thing uh, like since the pandemic started i was like we've got to buy yeast <laughs> that's like i've gotten really into like freezing shit i'm like terrified like the that like i mean it took me a long time to decide that the uh, like food chain um like you know like the food Delivery system wasn't going to break down. Like at one point, right. If you right. remember, because of COVID, like all these meat packers were like getting really sick. Yeah. So, like, there was all this like disruption in the food chain. And then, like, it was kind of crazy. Like, you could only buy one or two of some items. And then, like, the vegetables were like way less. Like, it was just like they have like oranges, bananas you know lettuce carrots and celery or something like you know everything was just all the frozen stuff like was was all like ransacked there's no more frozen vegetables and i and so then after that happened i was like never Never. again i'm still buying like that's gonna happen (laughs) which is like upped our dry storage hell like our pantry i'm like we've got to have at least two cans of tuna at all times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's ridiculous honestly <laughs> uh, i learned
2: that i love reality tv yes this year, okay and uh i'm just uh really into reality tv i get it now now i get it i totally get it muriel has always kind of uh talked to me about this really uh seminal p- partner life where her and her brother really bonded over watching america's uh, top model or we whatever. had
0: my brother and i had just uh, this it was like my freshman year in college and i would come home every weekend and my because that was super cool and i had lots of friends <laughs> and uh i was like really like out of my depth at my freshman year of college like i just i didn't even really know how to write an essay i was struggling like a lot yeah and and i was working all the time so i was like The weekends, what I tried to do is basically get everything done during the week. And then the weekends were like my time to like blow off steam. Yeah. And I would come home and we would watch the first cycle of uh, America's Next Top Model, which is insane. That's when Janice Dickinson was on there. I don't know if you all remember. Crazy town. And then we would watch like the first and second, third seasons of like uh, American Idol. Yeah. Like all the like really big like shows, but when they first started yeah, right. and the talent was like, like nowadays, like America's next top model, it's like, they've got themes and all this kind of shit, but people know stuff. And because of Instagram, they know even more, you know? Right. Like,
2: yeah. People are, people have been,
0: Photography. Right. Cause and, they've
2: been watching Tyra Banks coach people on how to model their whole life. Well
0: that, and yeah. And then also like a lot of these people have huge, like Instagram following.
2: Right. Yeah. So like
0: now they know how to take a good picture. Yeah, right. You know, and they know how to like work with photography. <laughs>
2: but in the first season, it was sort of like that with American Idol, too. Like yeah. the first the beginning of American Idol, people just were just like Oh, say, can <laughs> you
0: see Like they can't sing. They can't do nothing. <laughs> They're like the most like the They didn't well,
2: they didn't no one knew it was gonna be a big show.
0: Well, I nobody it was the first time that we'd really done it. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? So like the people who had the most experience were people who did like karaoke. Yeah, and they were like, right. "I do karaoke. I, I actually am a waitress at a karaoke bar." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> she's the one to watch." Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. there wasn't this whole like Catherine McPhee. My mother's a like high end vocal coach in L.A. And yeah, I, you right. know what I mean. Like I've been
2: training since I was four years old right? to audition for American Idol specifically. <laughs>
0: right. It's like it's not it's not that. Well, then America's Next Top Model is amazing because all of them are just like have never taken a, like never had a photo shoot before. They're just tall, skinny girls from across the country who are like, I want to do this. They're like, I'm trash. Literally, they're just like, I don't even know what's going on right now. I'm cold.
1: Yeah, right. Right
0: now, there's like this contingent of like super religious girls that are just like (laughs) nightmares they read bible verses and like use them to like say me like talk catty shit about other women in the house <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. like that's not what that's for and you know it. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <right. laughs> like i was trying to like do some stuff yeah uh, but it's, it's it's great so anyways like i'm saying like the beginning those early ones too, okay so it's
2: like, the first the first ever uh America's Next Top Model is on Amazon Prime. So we started watching that and I'm really into that. And obviously <laughs> we were really into Survivor. We've watched tons of reality.
0: I watched <laughs> all the seasons of Alone I could find so good.
2: Yeah, right. Because oh, anyways, I have really am starting to really appreciate it in a way. I want to go back and watch like old school real world. Yeah. And like road rules and shit. I know you're
0: thinking about it. I'm you're into it. I'm into about it.
2: it. Because there is this thing where it is scary. It's obviously scripted, like fake, whatever. And a lot of it's like vapid and it's not like anything, but there is, okay, here's the thing. When you are like I am and you watch films and like shows and, you know, prestige dramas and all the shit that we watch and all the shit that I love. Right. And like dumb comedies and all that stuff, but like crafted narrative things to have like actors and camera angles and all that shit once you really get into that there does start to be this level of just you're just studying the show and then you can start to guess what is happening like we were watching an umbrella academy and it was just like i guessed every plot point in the f- after the first episode i was like this you just can start to just see how it's gonna work right and you then, tap
0: into the like, style of the narrative yeah and, and stuff, then it yeah.
2: just is like not it's just not surprising or or exciting really you watch it for like sort of different reasons or whatever but i have been so anti-reality tv i know that now that when i watch i'm like i have no idea what's going to happen next (laughs) oh my god anything it's almost like watching sports in that way
0: i've been waiting for this moment for like 15 (laughs) years because you would never watch it with me and i'm like you don't understand this is so (laughs) fucking entertaining dude no 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 we didn't i I just couldn't but this is this is what
2: i've learned Amiro got mad at me but i think this is okay when we first start a new reality show i'm gonna be on my phone for 80 percent of the first couple of episodes i have to because i can't look at it because it's nauseating to me and it's driving me crazy and it's making me nervous and uncomfortable so i have to look on my phone you better be fair
0: to me because i didn't get mad about that I got mad because I said I either need you to tell me you want to be doing this or <laughs> say you don't want to be doing this. So that's fair. It's a little more um, uh, like. Well, I
2: wasn't communicating to you why I, I was like, on my you wanna phone.
0: want to watch this thing, and you said yeah. And we watched it. You were on your phone the whole time, and I was like, "Do you not want to watch this?" You're like, "No, no, I want to watch it." It's like you were like, I, "Well,
2: you're never on your phone when we watch any other show." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's those are the times which is which is very fair it anyway a very good classic sort of meta communication fight <laughs> Nick and Muriel style.
2: well one thing i did learn about you is uh also is that i just like still just have like so much fun with you <laughs> <laughs> we Aww. had like so, so much fun that. we is it, it like just like dealing with misery and existential crisis and just everything that's been going on i just like we st- still just have so much fun together i am so much fun it's again. crazy uh i also think it might be a little dangerous because i am reali- realizing how fragile i might be when i have to re-enter society i'm just like oh i'm gonna have to tell like if like if any friend if i were to like <laughs> hang out with someone and they were like how are you like what's going on I think I would start crying. (laughs) I do. I don't think I could handle that conversation. Yeah. I don't think I could really be like, like if I had to really sit there and be like, well, I don't know how I'm going to make money going forward. And I don't believe in myself that the things that I want, I can accomplish. Like if I were to really sit there and start, like if that's how I like, that is the type of questions that I fantasize about needing to answer when reentering society you know what i mean and i can't handle that and as long as we hang out we don't have to talk about it we don't right? and just
0: pro tip you also just don't have to tell people that <laughs> I know. <laughs> just be like you know if you if it's feeling like you don't want to if you want to then go for it but uh, we also can just say
2: well fine
0: you know weird the that's idea nice.
2: of me wanting to tell people about how m- much of a failure I am and how Stop miserable saying I am. That. I'm, just saying, not- I'm just saying I'm just I feel
0: like you're just you're like you're saying that in such a crazy
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what I've been working on in therapy. Is <laughs> the feeling of like the why why do I think about telling people that, right?
0: Yeah, what's your compulsion?
2: Yeah, why is that the compulsion? So that's what I've been working on in therapy. <laughs> I
0: didn't know that. This <laughs> is making me crazy out here.
2: <sighs> okay, well, I also learned that I love cats, and now I think I even love dogs. <laughs> yeah, I just did that. Now I look at dogs on Instagram, and know, ever we since we fo- be- <laughs> ever since we started fostering cats, just hella into them. I consider that, I consider Juicy Lucy my friend at this point.
0: I mean, come on. I like the thing is, is like. I'm realizing like, I always thought that kittens are cute and then you're stuck with a cat.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: And like, why are people always like, Oh my cat's so cute. It's like, it's a cat. It's not a kitten. Yeah. It's like an old cat. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm like, they are so fucking cute. They're like majestic. They're well and (laughs) fat and hilarious. Like today, like juicy has been doing this thing where she's sleeping through the night. She's sleep trained now. Yeah. She's doing good. Yeah. She's doing, I think she's doing great, but she is doing this thing where, uh, She's getting a little too comfortable with how much she likes to bite me. <laughs> and... Do uh, well, so you see
2: the scratches on my hands?
0: Yeah. Do you see the ones on mine? Yeah. <laughs> she's not doing it. She's playing. But she's never been this playful because she's taken so long to warm up. And so now we're realizing her version of playing is to absolutely shred the fuck out of (laughs) you and bite you. And it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, right. You're petting her. She's purring. She's kissing you. She's like showing you her belly. She's like so great. And all of a sudden it's like, she just (laughs) digs her claws in your hand. Just straight up Joe
2: exotics, your whole arm (laughs) off.
0: (laughs) It's like, come on lady. So today, I uh, wrapped her in a blanket and threw her on the bed just to see what she would do. I was like, oh, you want to bite me? Well, I didn't really do that. She was on the bed. She bit me. You was gentle. Like, yeah. I was very gentle. I was like, she bit me, and then I just took the blanket. And I was like, oh, yeah? And I flipped it over the top of her, and then like we started doing something else. And I came back, and I was like, where's the juice go? And I peeled back the blanket, and she's just lying there, purring <laughs> like a little like pile of pudding. It was like so cute. Uh. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I also learned that uh, I eventually want to either get you the pet or get the situation where you can train ravens. Oh yeah, um, I'm I really, really into that. I really want you to, because we you actually we had barely started, started, just barely scratching that surface. On the roof before they locked us off of our roof. want know. But
0: we wanted, well, do you want to know why I started talking? I started talking about wanting to train ravens recently on a walk. <laughs> do you want to know why?
2: Well, was it that study that says they're smarter than?
0: Part of it. I read a lot about ravens. Mm-hmm. Also, I was reading on Reddit, a legal advice post. This person uh, started training ravens like with like giving them treats and shiny objects and like working with them in her backyard. Yeah. And she got a murder of them. So there's a and now the people in her neighborhood if they come into the, her yard, yeah, the the ravens dive bomb them. And oh, so, so she's, there's
2: like straight up protect her property. Yeah.
0: And so now she's worried that she could get sued by somebody for raven attacked them. And she's like it's becoming this huge problem.
2: But hold on, they're just straight up wild animals that's or yeah. that, or she like keeps them. No,
0: no, they're like wild. They live in a they they live in a little murder cluster. They yeah. hang outside of her house. She feeds them treats. They have like a communication. They she gives them shiny things. They trade things. They bring shiny things to her. Like she's been working with them as an amateur. And now anytime somebody comes in the yard and they think they're a threat, they dive bomb the person. So that like, is the
2: coolest thing I've ever so heard.
0: And then they were asking, can I get, am I liable for this? And they're like, no, <laughs>
2: that is so cool. I want you to be the crazy Raven lady.
0: I know me too.
2: Where does she live? Did, did she say what? Are you serious?
0: Yes. According to the internet.
2: Well, just a friendly person doxer for us. I want to know who that is. Just not any creeps. No, that's not
0: we that's not what doxing is.
2: <laughs> well, doxing is just when you tell them where they who someone is and where they live, right?
0: I think doxing is like when you then bombard them with things.
2: Oh yeah, no, we don't want to do that. I just want to sneak up on this lady and see if her Ravens attack me. <laughs> i want to see maybe i think probably the best way to become the, cra- the crazy raven lady is to take out the crazy raven <laughs> lady. See if you
0: can take over murder yeah
2: that is so that is
0: so wow. i read about that and i was like i i need to start training ravens
2: <laughs> i want to give that to you so bad uh,
0: i love okay well i like that um well i realized about myself i don't read that's weird <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> just endless amounts of books that just muriel will never will, will never enjoy mm-hmm.
0: other thing i learned about myself is yeah. my ability <laughs> to psychoanalyze myself yeah is extraordinary i think my processing power is getting like big time like the other day we took this walk and i was like i think i understand about i have a fear of success <laughs> <laughs> i'm like really having the time to like kind of i call it meditating it's just sort of like not meditating it's just kind of like deep dive like personal inventory because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing else to do right and i feel like i genuinely feel like i'm getting in touch with myself in a way that i like feel like damn good job you know <laughs> and yeah, i'm yeah, also yeah. feeling like i'm starting to dip my toes into psychoanalyzing the behavior of cats as well (laughs) (laughs) which i am less Uh, i'm less good i think i'm less accurate but equally as invested
2: definitely as invested i mean i think it's impossible not to have a cat running around your house and then start to consider yourself an expert on the psychology of
0: Yeah, I think she's mad. I think she's doesn't know what's going on. I'm like, what's the matter? (laughs) We talk a lot. What's the funniest thing is I realized lately that when I interact with the cat, she's hella vocal. Like I think more vocal than she is with you, even though she likes you more than she likes me. And I think it's because I talk to her constantly. Yeah. If I'm talking to her, like I'll I can lie on the bed and she's like lying on the bed and I'll kinda like come over and give her a pet. And then just be like, what's going on? Okay. Did you have a good night? Did you have to go to jail? Because sometimes we have to put her in jail. That's putting her in her in gigantic
2: her. one bedroom closet. Yeah.
0: We have to, because she can be like crazy. So like, <laughs> did you have to go to jail last night? <laughs> it's okay. I know. And then I know that. And you were probably singing songs. It was very scary. But they're out now. And you're on the bed. Okay. <laughs> and I know you're hungry and we're going to get you some food. But you have to just not, you don't, you have to not be a bitch and we won't put you in the <laughs> closet. <laughs> just like talk to her yeah. nonstop. And the whole time she's going, <laughs> like making little noises back yeah. she just talks yeah i pet her she talks and she walks up if she's got a problem she hates it when we don't let her sit on the bed all day yeah and if we shut the door she has her problem she comes up she'll talk to me for <laughs> 15 minutes she lets me know what's what <laughs> i'm like damn i talk to this cat all the time every day
2: muriel i i have just this year i've just been so impressed with you i just am like blown away by you i think your skills are endless i think i think your your communications with cats are just a, an extension of that uh, I, think you're hilarious. Uh, I think you're so talented it's weird it's just like I, we could probably get further in life if i was just like you're bad at that let's don't do that anymore but everything you do i think you're good at Well, I think the same
0: thing about you. I think we're just two talented people who don't know when to quit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good out for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you for for listening. And boom, we got one more voicemail to hit you with.
3: Hey, Nick and Muriel. This is Kevin Uh, Repeat, Hello, voicemail offender. Um it is Christmas Eve. Happy almost Christmas. I just wanted to tell you all about this wonderful encounter I had with a stranger yesterday. I haven't really encountered a stranger in like seven months. have not been leaving my house, but I went to do some Christmas shopping two days before Christmas, as one does, and I was talking to this local vendor at like this like open air market sort of thing where I live. um and we ended up talking for like forty five minutes, but like five minutes into the conversation. She looks at me and she goes, I mean, you're gay, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, my God, you should you should get to know my other gay friends. And then proceeds to list off three other gay people. Um, and I did know them all because it's such a small community. Um, but anyway, uh, so I am biracial. My dad is black. My mom is white. Uh, and after we had this long conversation, this woman gives me a – um, a thing that she made. It's like one of those old perfume bottles that are like shaped like funny things that are made out of like colored glass. Uh It was one of those perfume bottles that was shaped like a car and she had put up these figurines on it of a family of like a white woman and a black man and and two mixed kids sitting in the back. Um, and she had hand painted it herself and over on the side it said like um, love is beautiful or all love is beautiful or something like that. Uh And she gave it to me. She's like, you know, I feel like this was meant for you. This feels very serendipitous. Um, All I could think about when you were talking about your family was this piece of art and I've been wanting to give it to someone for a while. And it just made me very happy and got me in the Christmas spirit. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. um, Happy time off work if you get that or whatever. Uh, Y'all are great, and bye. The Christmas spirit lives
0: on. Oh, that made me cry. (laughs) <laughs> God,
2: we went to our little open-air market to do some Christmas shopping and just got into fights with people about where the line was supposed to start.
0: <laughs> over and over again, because somehow that just really is something people can't get their head on. That's really, that's such a great story. You're yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're a gay friend? And they're like, no, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know right. all three of those guys. <laughs> 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 no, that's really sweet. I'm, I'm biracial. I'm half black and half white as well. And I... Always feel like it's kind of, I don't know, it's like things are changing, but definitely when I was younger, like it's a little bit like having the name that isn't on any of the custom, like like a uh, tchotchke license plates you can get it like, yeah right. you know what i mean like there's yeah. not a lot of like fun things that look like you <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> like also my name's muriel so i didn't have the license plate either <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm sorry you're not
2: real you're not real <laughs> we don't make things for you or about you no
0: i think that's really sweet i think yeah. having like, a biracial family ornament that somebody made like that's just like uh, like that is like such a special sort of like that is serendipitous and yeah really special yeah day. oh why are you and then also tevin is friendly af because <laughs> i'm glad you still because i've been inside all day every day and i have found myself not being able to speak in public <laughs> i'm super proud of you for sitting around and talking to a lady for 45 minutes At a stand, Ah, I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I talked to the. My best interaction was talking to the guy uh, at the uh, meat counter because I wanted two chicken pot pies. I was like, I was like, hey. Y'all have any chicken pot pies? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like taken aback by my extreme excitement about getting <laughs> chicken pot pies.
2: Because last time we went there, they were sold out.
0: I know. And I, nobody knows about these things. They're the bombest chicken pot pies ever from this butcher. And they're not that expensive. And I was like, y'all have any? <laughs> and then he seemed like, I felt I felt very infectious at the moment. Yes. But in retrospect, I said about four words. <laughs> and they were all geared towards, I want to eat that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to yeah. everybody. Happy New Year.
2: Uh, all right. Thank you to Ryan Ryan at uh, Campfire Media. That's right.
0: We'll see if this well, if the world doesn't burn down. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>
2: okay. Bye, guys. Bye. We love
0: you. Oh, hello, you. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. Uh, I'm Rachel Estrich. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies.
2: Okay, but let's be a little bit more
0: specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of feminist ethnic minorities and queer women, which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media.
1: Campfire.